Hey, Kate, are you ready to get into some good trouble? Hell yes, Mary. I'm ready for some good trouble. You're listening to Good Trouble NYC. Happy midway through December. Where is the rest of December going? I don't know, but I have so much travel. You have so much travel coming up. I know. It's it's really freaking me out that we're almost at the end of the year, but we'll do a full year recap, I guess, the next episode, because that'll be our last one of are the year. Are we going to do like little spark notes? Do we yeah. make like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Highs, lows, what we learned, what we expected the year to be, if okay. anything came true. Okay. Oh, I like that. It'll be a good reflection. Set up for success for next year. Okay, I like that. I want you to hit me with your fun facts. Okay, so this will you be You have to memorize this time? December 18th. These ones are pretty easy. Well, number one, on when this is posted, will be 352 days into the year. Wow. Crazy. What, there's 364? 65. Wow. You know, there will be another, an extra day next year, because it's a leap year next year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't get leap years. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't either, but it's I remember fine. exactly what I was doing on the leap day 2020. What were you doing? Um, I went to the Sojo Spa Club with Nico and Tam. Cute. And then I went to this beautiful champagne restaurant in the West Village afterwards that Cute. no longer exists. They'd oh. had shambongs. I don't know. What's a shambong? Okay. Um, it's like a champagne flute, but then it has like a straw attached to it. And so it's like... It's like a bong that you just like have to like chug your champagne. I didn't really see the point of it because you can't chug bubbles, but yeah, that's what they I don't were like known champagne. for. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> what are my other fun facts? My other fun facts are just going to do really easy ones. Birthdays. Christina okay. Aguilera oh. and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg? Yeah. How old is he? I don't know. Christina Aguilera is a good one. I want her to come out with more music. I would too. Yeah. But those are my fun facts. Love it. Short, easy, simple, sweet. Coming to the end of the year. <laughs> Better to keep things simple because no one needs any more complicated <laughs> yeah, shit in their exactly. life. How was your week? I feel like we both kind of had eventful weeks. I know. Um, you know, the rest of my week after we recorded, um, I went out one night, got really drunk, which is fine. <laughs> Where'd you go? What would have this been? We recorded last Wednesday. Oh, this was, um, I went to Updating, the show. Yeah. I got tickets for Updating. Um, me and our girlfriend, dear Rumi and wifey, Michaela went. So much fun. It was so nice to have some like alone time with Michaela too, because it's been a minute since me and her like had like a one-on-one date for the two of us. Yeah. But she didn't know like what to expect. I think you need to explain what Updating is. So Updating is this show that they, it's a live audience and they have one couple that goes up and then there's other people in the crowd that will like say to their server, I assume, being like, I'm interested in so-and-so. So then they ask like the audience being like, all right, you know, this pair didn't match. Where, who else would be interested in her name was jenny and then misha misha was the guy's name this past week they said new york's like the most pickiest city that they do it it originally started in new york it's i don't know the comic's name Uh, we can probably look it up but he's like a new york-based comic but now they're on tour and they go around and they're making jokes being like yeah kentucky easy for people to match they match with their family but new york you guys are picky motherfuckers so it was like an hour and a half show you could like order food we got like a bottle of wine. It was just, it was hilarious. So like, and it's it's a bit raunchy. Is there like a moderator that like yes. asks questions? Yep, there's a moderator. It's like comedian that kind of like, like make sure the conversation is going in the right area. And they bring out like this past time they brought out the guy first and was like, 
what's your name? You're not going to say your age and you're not going to say your profession, but what do you like to do for fun? What like is the ideal type you look for? Like looks wise and personality wise, what's your past dating? Like, have you been dating a lot? Have you been, have you had sex recently? Like they get very raunchy. Okay. Um, and then, so he's blindfolded and doesn't see the crowd and then he'll go back into like a soundproof room and then the girl will come out and do the same exercise and then they like introduce them so like this guy like twerked on her because they're both blindfolded so you're just watching he like twerked on her and at the end it was like all right give us like a thumbs up or a thumbs down like if you're interested in the other person and both of them did thumbs down Uh (laughs) yeah and they're like already not a match shocking like let's bring up who wants to meet with jenny and like then this guy this random this guy eric came up so and this, like, the people in the audience they can obviously see oh yeah and then they're cheering at the end it's like all right like do you want to like before you say goodbye do you want to like and before they like do the hands up or hands down like do you want to hug do you want to shake hands hug or kiss everybody we're all chanting like kiss 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 like a bunch of like middle school kids like kiss um it was it was very good everybody also like in the tables next to us like we were all like bantering back and forth being like she's too cute for him or like this guy's a weirdo and like x y and z then at the end they like announced like oh we're having an after party it was at bar hugo whoever wants to come please come and it was so funny too because like it was at the end like it was like six like uh audience members that like went onto the stage for these people like the couple that didn't match and everybody like strolls into the the after party at this bar very random it was at a hotel bar oh interesting it was very very weird and all of a sudden you can also just see these people's heads are now big oh after oh, yeah. going on stage after going on stage even though and, they like, all got rejected yes and like <laughs> One of the girls, like two guys, like walked up and was like, if I had the opportunity, I would have like tried to chat you up. And she's like, she she just like had this funny air about her afterwards. That could have just been her personality all along, like before the show. Yeah. But like being like, who are you talking to me? Like, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like very interesting dynamic to like then watch like these couples at the end that were all on the stage together then like having their own little corner like intermingling. And yeah, it was very interesting. It was good. It was really funny. They're talking about like possibly doing a New Year's Eve show, which we should totally go to. I think that would be fun. I just checked. They're not on the website. And while I was checking, I submitted Mary (laughs) for the show because Mary would be perfect. This feels like something that would be totally up my alley too. I wish that Allie would go for it too. I think it would be so fun. Texted her multiple times about it. Yeah, she should just go for it. She's nothing to lose. But Allie, you're listening. Go for it. I. She's. You can handle the raunchiness they're going to ask. That's true. I think Allie's a little more buttoned up about her past experiences, I would say. What was some of the raunchy stuff that they asked when you went? They, like, asked her, like, what do you like in the bedroom? Do you like to be thrown around? Do you like sensual? What's your favorite sex position? Like... X, Y, and Z, and then got like they asked the guy too, and he's like, you know, like I like it to start with like a woman like massaging me, and they're like, have you ever gotten a happy ending? And he's like, yeah. And then oh. <laughs> they're like both on the stage, and something like, and the moderator like is like setting it up that he's like, Jenny, like how do you feel about like massages? And she's like, I like massages, and Misha's like sitting next, being like, oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> and Jenny's like, Misha, if you want to like give me a massage right now, you can. And he was like, I thought I was gonna be getting one. Okay. Yeah. He was like this macho, um, I think he was Ukrainian, like 
big muscles. He was older. He was like 35, 36, and she was 26. Okay. Yeah, and she was this like cute little petite brunette. It's like one of those things where you have to be, it sounds like you have to be comfortable, one, yep. with being on stage and just kind of like roll with the punches. Yep. Oh, yeah. It was definitely roll with the punches. Like at the end, they were like, all right, guys, like both of you said no to each other. Why? Yeah. And he oh was boy. like, yeah, I just thought she was like a little too closed off. Like, I want someone more adventurous and whatnot. And she said something. I can't remember what she said. Did like, they comment on like looks eventually? Eventually they did. They're like, what like does her like personality like match up with her looks? And then they asked him being like, are you more attracted to her looks, her looks or personality? And he's like, her looks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not attracted to your looks. Well, yeah. Not everyone is wasn't everyone's cup of tea. No, it wasn't That's a match. Fine. Yeah, but it, it was funny. It was a good night. And then I ended up the rest of the night meeting up with my girlfriend Caroline, who I actually know through my boyfriend, and I met up with all of his friends and he was home and <laughs> in bed. But so I just went out <laughs> with all his buddies. I was like, This is great. I'm like, Kate, you need a drink? I'm like, Yes, please yes. buy me drinks. And then I Irish goodbye. Classic. Classic. It was like 2 a.m. I was like, if I have one more drink, this is not going to be a cute look. Time to go home. At some point, I really want to like analyze your history of Irish goodbyes. Not today. No, <laughs> like not, not today. Started, but I do but... love doing it. It is a trademark. It's so for me. it is your trademark. Yeah. It's, yeah, you guys all have my it. location. You're all going to like eventually be like, huh, Caitlin's like been. Where's Caitlin been in the past like 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Oh, she gone. She gone. It's okay. She gone. It's She's okay. okay. Yeah. I had what like. What the rest of your week? It was, oh God, what did I do the rest of the week? Well, I had one big event that I was like really thrilled about because the Pantone color of the year was announced on love. Thursday. And I have one is, of their mugs. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I got it as a gift. What yeah. color? Uh, it's like, I don't know. It's one of the pinks. It was like from one of the years, like it won or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So this year is Peach Fuzz. Peach Fuzz. And it was really interesting at the event, like the people who decided the color were like, oh yeah, this color uh, represents empathy and like your soft girl era. And they were using all these big words and I'm like, this makes no sense. It sounds like that you're really trying to hit a word count of like an essay <laughs> and it's just not working. But anyway, I was invited by Motorola Razor. One of my friends works on the account. And so- Which one? Uh, his name's Owen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. PR friend. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, but Motorola- I know. I love all my PR friends. Yeah. You guys mean a lot to Hell me. Yeah. Um, but they had a little pregame at this bar called Discolo, which is relatively new. Where it, is it? It's a speakeasy on like 15th and 10th. Oh. Yeah. It's Where was the Pantone event? Was it, it over was, in Chelsea? Yeah, it was over in Chelsea on like 25th Street in one of those like warehouse mm. event spaces. Mm-hmm. But at Discolo, I arrived and I was like, holy shit, there's a huge line to get in. It's another like venue space restaurant it was nbc's holiday party that night too okay but i went downstairs cool vibe feels like a disco there's all these color changing lights they had cocktails like peach fuzz themed and so we all just kind of like hung around for about an hour chatted whatever um and then they shuttled us to the event okay so cool motorola razor they shuttle you in what uh ubers so funny yeah they like called a bunch of escalates so funny (laughs) went up it was funny at the event there was like a motorola razor tree and everybody was doing these like selfie moments okay but i took our friend mave and as we're sitting like in discolo she looks over in the corner and she goes mary is that serena kerrigan and i was like i don't fucking know (laughs) 
we know this about me. I don't keep up with the influencers. It's just something that doesn't interest me. I'm actually me. surprised you don't know her either because she also, I don't know if she still does, had a podcast Oh, about like a date, dating. Oh. She did like a short stint of like a dating show. I think it was, I don't know if it was on TikTok or YouTube. I know that she has that card game. And now she has like a dating card game. Yeah. So she's like very much in the space. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of surprised, especially with all the stuff that we do. But I don't know. Maybe I just block it out. And like, since I'm on the editor side, it's interesting to like see the relationships between editors and influencers. Um, And I'll go into that in a minute. But like the whole thing with Serena, she was at the event. She was making content, whatever. Did she look excited to be there? Like her content that we saw that like... She didn't best night of the world. No, she wasn't really like talking to anyone. She sat mm. in the corner. I don't know if she was there with like an assistant or a friend, but the person was like taking content of her. It's probably like her social media manager. Yeah, probably. And then like she posted a reel of the event that was paid partnership. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how much money did this girl make just like showing up? And I'm just like there because it's a nice little perk to like be there with friends. Yeah, of course. You know, it's just like, it's kind of weird on that front. Yeah, it's like such an, I don't know enough about it, about like none of our girlfriends, I would say, are in such a influencing zone or mode or have that, have like embarked in those opportunities. Yeah. That I don't know enough about it of like, how much you paid? Like, is it per post? Is it per views? Is it? I've like, I've had conversations with some of my PR friends and a lot of it is like per post and it's absolutely insane because they'll get literally someone's salary to make one or two posts. Like it's not uncommon to get like 50 to $70,000 for a reel like that. Holy shit. It's We need to have Shannon on because I would love to hear, we we don't need to know her company but she is in PR and we I would love to know the nitty gritty of it yeah a lot of like PR firms now like sometimes there's overlap with editor and influencer stuff but a lot of times like they have a whole separate team for influencers and handling that sort of thing and I've had a lot of conversations I mean personally from the editor side I don't enjoy going to events with influencers because there's such a disconnect compared to what the editors do Oh, a thousand percent. Because like I kind of look at it. Yes, magazines are dying out. But at the same time, editors were kind of the first form of influencers. Like it meant the world to brands to get featured in a magazine. Yeah. And it's also bizarre. This is maybe just my twisted. So they're going to invite an editor to an event. So they hopefully talk about it somewhere. And write about it. Yeah. But they're not going to pay them to come to this event. No. But then you have an influencer that really has no fucking qualifications other than the status people follow them when people follow them <laughs> yeah it's wild it is so insane and like i've said to a bunch of my pr friends i prefer the events to be separate like if a brand wants to do an influencer specific event cool but make sure you have something separate from the editors so like for example i went to this event for a beauty brand about a year ago and it was at the plaza and it what was like beauty brand was it i'm not gonna say okay like the plaza is a dream. I never like thought that I would have dinner there. That's so quintessential New mm-hmm. York. And it was a lovely sit down dinner. There weren't any like name tags. So everyone got to sit where they wanted to. I prefer okay. like name tags. So like you have to sit by me and you have to talk with me because people will like congregate with the people they know. Yeah, of course. But across from me were three influencers. And the whole time. Did you know of them? No, I had no idea who they were. Do you know them now? Nope. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't tell you anything about yeah. them. Um, but they had like 
their little ring lights on their phone and like every course that came out they were like doing content doing selfies and whatnot and then just sitting on their phones and not interacting with each other the whole time and like from my perspective this is an amazing perk of my job like this is something that I wouldn't get to do otherwise and so I cherish these moments and I try to be off my phone for the most part I'll take pictures but I'm not gonna like create an entire reel around it you know yeah, it's also like having these people in the same room, like I would imagine a bunch of editors, you guys are all gonna wanna have like conversations about like the product, like similar mm-hmm. things in the industry, like what new trends you guys are seeing. Like this is a time for everybody in your field to gather and be able to mingle where then it's just these influencers that sounds like they're not mingling Mm-mm. and sounds like they're getting going there to get their content get paid and leave yeah exactly there was like a small exception there was an influencer sitting next to me which i really like him i didn't know of him before but now we follow each other and he yep. does like makeup stuff but he yep. wasn't creating content there yeah. like we had great conversations the whole time but again a disconnect because at the end of the night he's like if you ever need any product like i have so much i can send it to you and he fully didn't even understand what I did. And I'm like, honey, I'm here too. Like, I get this shit sent to me too. Yeah, baby, you haven't seen my my, my, my piles. Closet. Yeah, in my apartment. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that huge disconnect. That's what I so don't do like So influencers go there and think it's just all different influencers? I kind of think so. And now, like, if there's an intermingling at these events, it's not, oh, what publication do you write for? It's like, oh, like, what's your handle? How many followers do you have? You're joking. No. Like, I've been to a few. That's and I'm a like, question? Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm i a writer. And they're like, oh, what? Like, it's crazy to me. And I, it just makes me feel like less than, even though I shouldn't. But I just know that these people are like. No, you're actually like, doing like hard work. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. to like dismiss influencers and what they've built, but like. Yeah, you're right, though. Mm-hmm. And then it's gotten to the point, too, where I know, like, I haven't been on a press trip recently, but there's been instances where uh, editors and influencers go on the same press trip, but they have completely different itineraries where the influencers are going out and doing all these fun, content-worthy trips, but then the editors are sitting in the boardroom with the executives and learning about the product and not going out and having these experiences. Oh, that's absolute fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Because, like, we should all have the opportunity to experience different things. And if, like, you want to take an influencer trip, make it a separate influencer trip, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So that's where I am with it. And again, I don't really know influencers. I follow some, like, random funny people. But I'm not, like, fine-tuned into it. And I know that that's something that you're fine into. So can you give me, like, a who's who or, like, a whole rundown on what okay, influencers like, what I should follow? Go- oh, which ones you should follow? Yeah, and who should I avoid? Um. Okay. Well, there's all this bullshit drama right now about oh, this fucking these influencers at York. They're a little bit younger than us. One of these girls, I'm actually shocked you haven't seen it on TikTok. Oh, this is loud. Sorry. Is the whole what's her name? Haley. Uh, Kate is it? Let me look. Hallie Kate. So she also has a podcast. They just started with her. Can I see a photo of her? Yeah. Uh, this this girl. Okay, I haven't seen her before. Okay, yeah. So she's a fashion influencer. She just posts random fashion content. So now she has a podcast with her co-host. Don't know the co-host. Delusional Diaries. But basically right now in their 
influencer world. She was dating a guy for eight months, broke up with him. Two weeks later, this other influencer DM'd her now ex-boyfriend. And they've just had a complete online battle about (laughs) this girl not being a girl's girl and X, Y, and Z and like posting it all over TikTok. That shit is insane to me. Just like keep your private matters private. Oh, no, no. It's like another level of reality TV. Yeah, no. She, yeah, she is totally going off about it. Yeah. And does she like get likes or views or like, I know that like in that instance, the comments only fuel the fire even oh, more. Yeah. Yeah. She gets lots of views. She has like a million followers on TikTok. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wild. But so like in her circle of friends, it's all of like this. Um, one TikTok person that I do love or like influencer who's always posting, I always see her, is Remy Joe. Uh, let me see a photo of her You too. know Remy. She is a curvier woman and she posts about like style, fashion, expectations. Yeah, another realistic Zara haul. Okay. So she'll take the photo of how it looks on the model online. <laughs> She's hilarious. So she'll take the photo of what, how it looks online in the model and then she'll remake it. Okay. And yeah. she's like very honest about like her health journey and like her weight fluctuation and her mental health and like also being in this space. She went on a brand trip. I don't know where it was, but so one of the exercises or like one of the activities was to go horseback riding and they're like, Yeah, sorry, you can't. Interesting. Because of her weight? Because of her weight. Mm. And number one, there's fucking horses that are large enough to literally pull wagons. <laughs> Shucks. So you're just not doing your job as a farm or a ranch or wherever. She was like, I want to say like Montana, Wyoming on a ranch. Mm -hmm. And then she, you know, she's like talks about a lot being like, I'm usually the largest, curviest girl in the room. And now there's like, now I'm on a brand trip activity that like I can't do and everybody else is going to do. Now I'm sitting in my hotel room while all my girlfriends are out there doing this activity. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I've seen like her journey a lot. And now she's like a lot pickier about like what brand trip she goes on and like what company she works with that is like very, that, that are all inclusive and whatnot. So her, I love, but she's in this like similar that's what I like like the influencers that are so conscious of like these are the brands I want to work with because they're so inclusive yeah so she then she posted just something about like extra wide calf boots like Mm -hmm. she's very much targeting a certain audience or audience and just also like putting perspective into like realistic fashion expectations in this industry and being an influencer and whatnot yeah yeah so I love her wait okay I have a question for you because maybe this is just me, but I know that like Alex Earl is like one of the top influencers uh-huh. right now. Personally, I've just never seen the allure. And I think that's because like, to me, granted, I haven't watched a lot of her videos, but to me, she just looks like another like blondie model-esque looking girl that's just like out here posting videos. And I know that people are like, oh, she reminds me of like my best friend. She's very funny. She reminds she reminds me of Alex Cooper. I mean, Alex yeah. Cooper signed her on. Um, but like, you know, she had that typical all-American. She's from Jersey, goes down to University of Miami, lives that whole party lifestyle life down in Miami, mm-hmm. starts dating professional athletes, Her family also has like a weird background story of her stepmom was an escort to like the governor of New York. Oh my God. (laughs) Yes. And she was like in the papers. The yeah, the stepmom was in the papers when she was a kid. 
And so she just had an episode talking about all of that of like being shielded as a child, like not being allowed to watch TV or like read shit um, and like how they tried to like protect her and her siblings for that. And then, yeah, now just like her journey of um, like being an influencer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now she has the podcast. She models. I get she's in like so, Vogue or some shit. Yeah. I get so many pitches to my inbox being like, oh, Alex Earl used this product. And like, that's a pitch that I'll end up writing up because people just eat it up. So she had been on like Accutane multiple times, really struggled for acne. She's also just super goofy and funny. Like her videos are completely unhinged. Mm. She posted something. She's like posting all this week about Art Basel down in Miami. Yeah. The, um, what is it? The art show? Yeah. She says, or like what I've heard from all over TikTok now is that basically it's like the New York Fashion Week of Miami. Yeah, it is. But like the unhinged shit she posts, she posts a her like drunk after a night out eating a can of soup from the can. And she was like, so like, am I wrong, Progresso? Like I eat my can cold if I'm really hungover. I really like this cold soup. <laughs> and everybody in comments is like, first off, that's just totally fucking unhinged to yeah, be eating cold is. soup, like chicken noodle soup out of the can. And like, that's just like the funny shit. She And it's like not... It's not like posed to be funny. Like it's just yeah. her being her weird self. Okay, that's that's why people like her. Yeah. And okay, I can see like, I think all of us have the potential to like grow to something like that. But I think one of the biggest things is like we're all afraid of how other people perceive us. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And I think it's also even just something that like movie stars will talk about and like is the partying culture and like what's changed so much like people rave but the 90s was the best partying culture there was no phones there was Mm -hmm. no photos being taken in these clubs or these bars like people were doing unhinged shit all the time and now alex earl she's like 21 22 so she's a bit younger young so like she's always grown up with the phones and with everything being recorded and photographed and whatnot so it's also at that point when we grew up and I was doing stupid shit in college and high school, like phones, like you take a photo, but that was it. Yeah. It wasn't like what it is now where I'm thinking, you know, the young 20 year olds now grew up with Snapchat, Instagram and like how the high caliber of it. Yeah. That they don't even like register that like all oh, this is weird. Yeah. That's so true. Right. Yeah. Like what? We were in like seventh or eighth grade or maybe even freshman year of high school whenever Instagram came out. Yeah. And then I feel like influencers, like from my point of view, like I didn't hear about influencers till college. Yes. Where like these younger 20 year olds in high school, they started like figuring out the influencing. I almost think like, I think back to YouTube and I never even thought they were influencers. I was just like, oh, this is a YouTuber. Those are the first influencers. Yeah, literally. And YouTube came out in 2008, I think. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like 2000. No. Really? No, it really started taking off in 2008. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It's interesting. Anyway, I want to hear more about like the influencers you follow. Who should I follow? Like, Like, who should you follow? Who should I follow? Like, who do you like? Like... Who do you think is real? Who do you think is fake? Like oh all of that stuff. I know you're not on Instagram. I know that no, you're like on the TikTok I'm just sphere. On the TikToks, but like right now also since I've been posting a lot of like my perfume reviews, I'm now getting so many perfume TikToks on my for you, you page cuz it's all like synced up together. Yeah. Of course. Who else do I like on? Okay, so well, I'm on like weird sides of TikTok. Like I'm on like a big financial 
side of TikTok. But then there's like a lot of people. Like, do you want I like real influencers, influencers, like of like fashion influencers? No, are you talking about I don't like, think, anybody? I think anybody because fashion influencers aren't the only type of influencers. Yeah, like, there's right. travel ones, finance ones, beauty ones, all of that. All right, like Dr. John Delaney, he does a little bit about financial, but he's more like a th- he has a podcast and it's all like kind of like therapy, therapeutic based. Like people call in with their issues. Okay, yeah. Same with like Dave Ramsey. He's does a podcast and like a show and his is all financial advice. So that might have been trying to follow very oh, closely. Follow her first 100K. Okay. I can do okay. She digs on Dave Ramsey, but she's like an inclusive sort of girl. See, there's some things that he does talk about that I think is old school or like just unrealistic. Uh, like he says, you should never buy a rental income pro- income property house unless you can buy it in cash, which mm. I think is bullshit, to be yeah. honest, because that's if I want to buy any income property, any two family in the Northeast, it's going to be at least um, eight hundred thousand dollars yeah and who has and that line around <laughs> and that's not even turnkey like that's very far from, okay i'm gonna follow the first 100k later on yeah um but the people that i really like so those are two that i like like would you say chris olsen oh yeah like is an influencer yes i've been he's been popping up on my for you page that he's like oh i'm gonna let this filter decide where the fuck i'm going he ended up in sydney singapore and london like <sighs> i don't even understand first off that's just fuck you money at this point but it's yeah, funny that I people don't know can how just he makes money off that. do that yeah that I don't get either. That I don't understand. It's, I almost want, like, half of me is like, yeah, I do kind of look up to these people because they've found a way to hack the system to be able to, like, make so much money for doing the stupidest shit. Yeah, I agree. I would love to be making stupid money for doing stupid shit. <laughs> and it is definitely possible. But whatever it comes down to it, it's like consistency and, like, I guess knowing your audience. Yeah. Like, okay, Brianna Chicken Fry, for example. Yes, she said her last week. She's leaving Barstool. I'm calling it. I still don't know who I'm calling she it. is. She dates. Fine. We're not even going to get into that discussion right Can now. Can I see her? Yes. So she blew up in college because she would just post drunk videos of herself. Is her last name actually Chicken Fried? No. Okay. No. And people actually thought that it was that Chicken Fried. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Hold up. She dates Zach Bryan, the musician. Okay. She's unfamiliar to What? Me. You don't even follow Grace? I who? Oh my god. Okay. What about Josh Richards? Don't know who that is either. This is actually ridiculous. I need to be sending you way more shit. <laughs> yeah, you need to be like my professor on the art of influencers nowadays. Yeah, like they just had Matt Rife on the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, I know like Matt Rife has been like on my thing, but apparently he's canceled now. I don't know. I've been on the side of like his plastic surgery. He got plastic surgery? Oh, my God. If you look... First off, his teeth, obviously. But that's, like, an obvious that's thing. That's everybody gets their teeth done nowadays. That's not even shocking. But, like, it's been compared, like, his old jawline to his new jawline. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay, like, so basically then, like, Grace O'Malley. Like, I nope, think... Nope, don't know her. She's redhead. I thought you'd love her. Wow. Okay, but, yeah. So there's, like, tons of different influencers. Sometimes I'm like, why the fuck am I actually watching your content? Because this is not helping my brain cells. But other times I think it's helping, like, the therapeutic ones and, like, the financial ones. And, like, honestly, what it comes down to it, there's so many people just watching their stuff, so it resonates with someone. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Is it really that niche then, or is it just broad enough that I can attract enough people? I have no idea. I don't know either. That makes me my head hurt. (laughs) 
Like, how do they actually crack the system? I have no idea. But it's a very bizarre thing. But and it's one of those things where it's so lucrative that it's not, there's not too many people in it that can cut off more from starting. No. Yeah. No, because there's always going to be brands wanting to get their name in the door and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to have Shannon on because I want to have the more in-depth conversation of how the fuck these influencers are making money and how much money they actually make. It's... Like, if you really do a deep dive into it, it's insane the amount of, like, posts. Because I went out on a breakfast the other week, and these women were saying, and this was, like, probably in the early 2010s, where they were, like, working on, like, the finances for the big company that they were working at and, like, handling the invoices. And they were appalled because one person was making their salary for, like, three posts online. Oh, I see TikToks about girls in PR that say that being like, oh, you know, like sending out $5,000 worth of products. And I don't even make that in a month. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's insane. I wouldn't be able to work in PR. No. I'd be too petty for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I'd be like, fuck this. No. No, honestly, I know. This girl and- was a bitch in the emails. Like, I actually know one girl in PR that works for, like, her PR agency handles a bunch of fashion accounts. And a bunch of girls from The Bachelor reached out asking for clothes when they go to Bachelor in Paradise interesting Mm -hmm. see that's another like level two i almost feel like the influencers stars the reality stars the uh, influencers i feel like they have no shame whenever it comes to like asking for stuff you know like i maybe it's just like from my point of view and like i know that a lot of these brands like yes they're giving out free product but they're also kind of struggling too and they're hoping that it will lead to something like i'm not just going to call in a product just because like i want to try it you know like i need to be able to but then again though if you don't ask that's true too get it that's true too see that would be something i have no shame in okay like on your on your end like of being an editorial yeah like i would have like bigger balls and if i was an influencer if i was an editor like i'd have bigger balls being an editor than being an influencer being like hi i work for this publication yeah i can act you know like this is going to be an a legitimate corporation's magazine online you know platform this isn't just a 23 year old on tiktok ranting yeah that's true about a product that they don't know really any of the science behind it like they can do their own trend and forecasting i shouldn't slam them on that but like you guys are so or i would believe you're so much more in depth of like educational educationally wise of like the yeah industry. that's true too there's a lot of editors that have turned to influencing now too like they work their way up at the magazine and they're like ah like our salaries suck and they formed enough relationships with brands and they're so good at creating content that they left and they okay. do influencing full-time but i respect that because you hustled like at a like i don't know how to say it nicely like legitimate yeah, that's the stuff that I respect. That's like the influencers started, that I follow. Yeah, like you legitimately worked in the industry and made these connections and built up your platform. But like in the back end, like you were doing, how do I say it correctly? You were doing like the, not the hard, like hard shit, whatever you want to say. Like yeah. you were working this nine to five, really being a part of these editorial platforms and like campaigns. Yeah. And then like branching out. Yeah, exactly. One of my old bosses from People, he left and he moved to Key West and now he's a food and travel influencer. And he is making so much more money than he ever did at People. And it's like he has over a million followers on TikTok. Which is also like at some point people needs like the editorial, what do you call it? The magazine, whatever, the editorial company, People. Mm -hmm. He said then realized being like, all right, if we don't give enough money to these, to these influential workers 
in our network already and if we don't pay them adequately or give them the perks that you know is now trending we're going to lose them oh and And it's not helping our brand it's just helping their personal brand and here's the thing like since influencing has become such a big thing and like yes the editors are pretty much an extension of the brand themselves um that's one of the reasons why i'm glad that i'm left that i'm not tied to a specific thing but the companies started to recognize like oh this influencing thing is where like the big money is made and a lot of them won't allow you to have another income from influencing wait really Mm -hmm. so actually like whenever i was at people uh, I still had my YouTube page and yes, it was like fledgling, but like I wanted to like post reviews and stuff and I wasn't getting paid for these or anything. It was no. fine. But my boss pulled me into a meeting, a conference room, like one day after I posted like a review of a canned wine and she was like, did you get paid for this? And I was like, no way. No. And she was like, okay, like because people is a news organization you can't get paid because that'll like make it seem like we're getting bought. So it was specific to people, but like also I know that there are other publications and like big corporations that are like, Oh no, if you want to do that sort of thing, you have to go through us and they take a huge portion of it. So now that you freelance Mm -hmm. these publications, you're allowed. I can do whatever I want because I'm not tied down to them. Yeah. You're not in a contract. Yeah. Could you potentially though do a paid a paid sponsorship and then one of these publications be like oh since you did a paid sponsorship with them we can't have you as a freelancer anymore i don't think that that would happen okay. because there's so much like overlap okay and a lot of people are doing a lot of different things nowadays yeah you're right so like maybe i think this is where the line would be drawn like if i did a paid partnership with a brand on like tiktok or instagram maybe i wouldn't be able to include that product like in a story if there was a fit because then that would be a conflict of interest Okay, But at the same time, like, I think that there's a lot of integrity with only selecting to work with brands that you fully believe in and like actually use and love instead of just accepting money from like a brand that you don't fucking like or trust their product. Well, I think a lot of influencers probably do that at the beginning. I know. And that's the thing. Like, that's what I like about the editor turned influencers, because they are very adamant about like, oh, I fully stand behind this product. Like, I'm not going to promote it if I don't believe in it. Yeah, if I'm not in it. Yeah. I could go down a rabbit hole of this for hours, actually. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's very interesting. It's insane. Um, I know that we didn't write this down, but this Mm. is at the top of my mind, too. Maybe we can do it next time if your brain isn't on top of it. But since we're coming towards the end of the year, like there's been a lot of things that I've been wanting to do that are so quintessentially New York that I haven't done since living here. You know, like it could be the Central Park like boat thing. Or have you ever heard of Sleep No More? No. Did you watch Gossip Girl? Yeah. Okay. It was towards one of the later seasons, but it's like this interactive play on like a Shakespeare thing. Okay. And it's it's at the McKittrick Hotel. It has been a staple for years and it's ending soon. Like they're completely just not doing it anymore. Let's do it then. Yeah. I'm planning to go in February. Okay, let's go. But is there anything like that? Maybe you need some time to think about it that you're like, oh, this is so quintessential in New York and I haven't done that. And like, let's prioritize doing those activities and things for next year. Okay, do you know what I want us to do? What? And it's the most kitschy thing, tourist thing ever. What? I want us to do a, the Red Bus Tour. <gasps> okay, I actually want to do that too. I think we go do a boozy brunch, get a little tipsy, and let's go on the top of the bus when it's a nice spring day. 
and let's bop around. Let's hear them talk shit. Yeah, I think that that would be so I think fun it'd be too. So fun. Have you seen those buses too, where like the seats are sideways? No. Oh, it's like. I forget what it's called, but the seats are almost like theater seats. And so you're facing like the, the street, the street and they like drive around. Like I would really like to do a red bus tour, which is funny. I want to do is. that. No, I think that that's great. I think there's other things, though, that I get caught up on in like our busy day to day life. Not right now because I'm not employed. But um, <laughs> like usually, though, when I'm working, it's like, all right. I haven't been to a Broadway show in like two years. Yeah, I have the best theater. In, like, the whole country, you live in the neighborhood. Yeah, I do. Town is on my block. Wicked is a block up for me. I've never seen Wicked. Yeah. Like, these, like, little things that I think even you forget about because it's now, like, oh, it's my backyard. I can do it whenever. But when am I actually going to do do it? it. I had this thing. So, I've lived beside a lot of theaters. And my last apartment on 43rd Street, I was... Oh, God, I forget the name of the theater there. But I made it a point that every single time they had a new show, I'm going to go to it. Love that. And the last one was the Little Shop of Horrors. And it was it's the West Side. It's the West Side Theater. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they had the Little Shop of Horrors, which is a musical about this like mutant plant that like eats everyone in the store. Weird. It is weird. But like making a point to go and like support the little off Broadway theaters and going to see Broadway, you know, Broadway, how restaurant week is a thing. Broadway week is a thing and you can get discounted tickets. Oh, I didn't know that. Like I used to go to a lot of shows in college because FIT would give us like the like $20 tickets. Mm -hmm. I'd go by myself. It's like in January, early February and you can get like half price tickets. So there was one year I went to three shows like in three weeks. Love it. But yeah, like little things like that. Also like as awful as this is to say, I think I've only been to the Upper Side, like, I can count on my hands. Really? Upper West Side? I think I've made maybe once. Okay, then we need to, like, prioritize going to new areas. Yeah, like, I have my favorite areas, and I just stick to them. Like, somebody, one of my, um, like, old colleagues, or co I don't even know what to call him. He opened up a bar in Greenpoint last year. I've never been to Greenpoint. I still need to go to this damn bar that he opened. Yeah. Because every time I see him, he like asks me if I've been. I'm like, eh, no. <laughs> but, like, I've never been to Greenpoint. I don't even know what's over there. It's just a neighborhood? Is it posh? It's nah, It's kind of difficult to get over to Greenpoint because you got to get on the G. The G. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know where the G runs. In Greenpoint. Okay. Yeah. That That's kind of difficult too, but like... There's so many great neighborhoods in Brooklyn, yeah, too. That I, love, I just never, exp- I've always been a Manhattan girl that I never yeah. really leave. The na- uh, the Navy Yard, I think that you would love Carroll Gardens. That's one of okay, my yeah, favorite like, areas. Never been in Carroll Gardens. Um, Gowanus. Gowanus is like up and coming, definitely getting gentrified. But they have like a lot of cool places over there, like the Royal Palm Shuffle Club. And that's a fun indoor activity. It's a, just a shuffleboard bar. Just a shuffleboard bar. Yeah, but it's like kitschy themed, like yeah. you're on a cruise ship. There's axe throwing over there. Okay, There's yeah. a bunch of barbecue places. But that's like just so quintessentially New York if you live here and know so about it. So maybe we need to be making a list for us together for the pod of we try one of these funky things once a month. Yes. Right? Oh, I like that. Okay, I do too. Let's do it. Okay. We can, we can start with Sleep No More. I know that Madison and Christy want to go to it. They were actually supposed to end it like at the end of this year. We'll get tickets right after this. Yeah, because it's so popular. um, They extended it to February. But it's essentially like you're in a mask and like you walk through and it's an interactive Shakespeare play. And it's like dark and moody in the McKittrick Hotel. It's like a whole experience. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's what we're going to do more of in the next year. Okay. 
Great that, talking to you, Ty. I know. We had some great conversations. <laughs> I loved did. it. Uh, thank you all for listening, as you always do. Give us a like. Five stars, as always. And we're going to have a, a few little treats for you coming in the new year, and you'll probably be able to watch us, actually, instead of just listening. Chat so, with you soon. Yeah. Watch you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>